to finish uh, the message on secrets to your high place. And uh, if you're, do we have any uh, first-time guests tonight here on Wednesday? Is there anybody? It's so good to have you here. Appreciate you. Thanks. Amen. I think in, in a life, maybe more tonight, the day has done for your life. Amen? Things are going to be changing. Things are going to go the right way because God's with you. We're talking about the secrets to your high place. Father, I just want to invite your Holy Spirit to speak to us tonight and encourage us in the word, strengthen us in the word, to do your will and to do what will bring us great blessings according to your word. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God loves to keep secrets. It's just the way of God. He hides everything. That's his nature. Uh, he loves to do that. He covers himself, and you have to seek him to find him. And you can't really find him until you seek him with all of your heart. Just there's the nature of God. And everything that's precious in life, God hides. And you have to really go after it, just like we've sung tonight. Deep calls out to deep. You got to call out to deep to receive from God. It's, it's, it's not a labor thing, but that's grace. When you understand it and you have grace, and there is grace in your life, automatically you go after it because your eyes have been opened. If you're searching in a field, for example, and there is gold in the field, you may not get very excited about it, but once you find a little bit of gold, oh boy, you're really excited. And if you find a little more, and it's going to cost more, uh, to, to cost you a lot of money uh, to dig out that gold, I'm sure you're willing to give up, give up your house because you know that place is good. Amen? That's what it is. Until your eyes are open, you don't really want to go after it. But God, there is something precious about our maker. Tonight, as I was sitting down there, I kept thinking, God lives for one thing, just one thing today. He's seen everything. He created everything. God's living for just one thing. You want to know? Well, I'm glad you asked. You. He's living for you. There's nothing in the whole universe today that is as precious to God as you are. Nothing. I wish, you know, I wish I can fully grasp all of that as I live on earth. There's nothing. If you read in Romans, I mean, uh, in, um, I believe in Proverbs, in Solomon speaking, I believe Proverbs chapter 8, Jesus, before he came to the world, he was in the presence of his father, rejoicing in his, God's own creation. But his real attention, his real joy, sons of men. I shocked to read that. I believe it's in Proverbs chapter 8. He's so important. The greatest joy he had in all of God's creation, 
sons of men. Now, in Proverbs 8, it talks about the wisdom of God, but it goes on to talk about what, how, in the word, when God was creating, he said, I was there with him as a master workman, rejoicing in all of his creation. And his delight was with the sons of men. That's the only delight God has, you and I. He doesn't want you to fail. No father wants his son or daughter to fail. We have to understand the nature of God. God is a good God for us. I know for Satan, God's not that good to him. <laughs> he knows that. But for you, God's a good God. We just need to know God's secrets. And God, in his ways, because the ways of God, that's just the ways of God, basically, if you don't desire it, you don't deserve it. You got to desire it. You got to desire it. If you don't desire spiritual things, God won't bother with you. You remember what the scripture says? Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Until you draw near, he's not drawing near. It doesn't faze me when I see people coming against God and fighting God. God doesn't exist. Where is God? I don't feel God. They're just telling you the truth. They don't feel him. Why? Because they don't want to feel him. They just don't feel like they need him. So they never experience him. But once your heart is there to find him, if you search him with all of search for him with all of your heart, he says you will find me. No doubt about it. You will find me. You know what it means to really find God? In your secret place, the day you find him in your secret place, because that's his secret place, your life is transformed. Because the Bible says, when you pray, go into your secret place. Your father who is in secret will hear you in secret. But he rewards you how? Openly. So we have to be in the secret place. We have to desire to know his secret. Why are you going into his secret place? Because you want to hear. You want to know the secrets of life. You want the secret. The secret things. Deuteronomy 29 verse 29. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. They are like properties to him. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. But the things that are revealed belong to us and our children. In other words, it's like our possession. The secret things, once I have them, that's my possession. They benefit me and they'll benefit my children even to the 10th generation. You know, a lot of people think about, about you know, storing up goods for their children. That's a good thing. But I tell you what, if you can lock them into God, if you can lock them into God, because God has promised, and I'm coming with that message pretty soon. Because God's going to bless this congregation financially. Uh, we will just have so much money. It's not an issue. It's like, Pastor, how much do we need? Tell me. That's what I believe God's going to do. But we have to go after it the right way. We have to go after it the right way. We have to understand this principle. Because you can go after money. And you turn into something else in the mind of God. And even though he wants to bless you, he shuts the door because of your attitude. Uh, 
God has elevated money to the place where money is equal to God. Money is not equal to God, but God says, for a man, that can become the case because of our makeup. But if you do it the right way, you really need to know God wants you to have, and I'm ready to have. Amen? I don't believe, you know, I, I talk to my wife, real at peace, at rest. I don't, the days of once, they are over. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I don't believe that in my life and in my family life and my children, my children are going to be wealthy, all of them. I believe that with all of my, every one of them, every one of them. And I've been asking the Lord, please don't let one call the other one and say, please help me. No. They are all satisfied. And I'm establishing that covenant today with my God that none of my children will be calling the other one and saying, I'm in dire trouble, please help me. No. That's never going to happen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> the Bible says, be it unto you according to your faith. And if you can't speak it, you don't really believe it. I believe it with all of my heart. I make what I'm doing today, serving God, is I'm laying the foundation for my children. That's the inheritance I'm going to give to them. Not just landed and landed properties and buildings. Those come and go. But God will take care of them and even to the 10th generation. Why? Because he's faithful God. When you are faithful to God, he will be faithful to you. But you know, even when we are not faithful, he remains faithful because we're serving him. That's his nature. He is a good God. We really need to believe him. He's a person. He just happens to be God. And he has all the powers. And when you die, he's still alive. <laughs> he, run, he runs everything. Satan doesn't own the world. God is the owner. And he's going to take care of the children. We shouldn't be surprised when tr troubles come our way. God is still on the throne. And sometimes those difficult times, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8, that God works everything out for good. So no matter what's happening in your life tonight, it's, it's God's cooking something. Amen. God's cooking something. If you taste salt by itself, you won't like it. But when you mix salt with the other ingredients, when it's true, you like it. Amen. Don't worry about what you're going. That's just one ingredient. God has other stuff. When it's true with preparation, you'll be sitting in your father's table. He prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. I like that. God himself preparing me a table to really have fun. How lovely. Amen. That's the God we serve. He's a good God. That's why what we preach in church is good news. Amen. It's gospel. It means good news. Go tell them that God loves them no matter what they've done. No matter how terrible they've been. No matter the lies they've told in life. How bad they've lived their lives. Go tell them. God says, I still love them. Let them come to me. I'll forgive everything as if it never happened. And when God says he has forgiven you, and you go back to remind him about this thing because your mind is reminding you, God says, what are you talking about? Because he's gone. He's gone. He doesn't remember them. God says, I will not remember them anymore. So we need to go after God's secrets. And Jesus has told us, he said, to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. To those who are asked, they never know it. 
Why are you giving to know the mysteries? So that you can be successful in life. So that your children will be successful in life. God didn't bless just Abraham. After Abraham left, God says, now Abraham is gone. Now I'm the God of Isaac. And when Isaac left, God says, okay, those two are gone. Now I'm the God of Jacob. Thank God he's the God of Pastor Roy. Amen? He's your God. He's the God of Pastor Wendy. He's my God. Amen? I mean, you can pray to God. If that person really believes God, yes. And God will answer. Because they own God to be their God. He is my God. He won't be your God unless you claim him to be your God. You have to speak it from your mouth. Romans chapter 8, beginning from verse 8 all the way to verse 10. Say it from your mouth. Once it comes out of your mouth that God is your God, guess what? He is now your God. You let him in. And he begins to walk in your life, slowly but surely. And he leads you through the path of righteousness because of him. Not because of you, for his name's sake. He wants to bless you because his glory is tied in your life. Can you, can you understand that? Can I really understand that? God's glory is tied to what happens to me. He leads me in the path of righteousness. Why? For his name's sake protecting me just for his name's sake. That's you, every one of you here today. That's how much God wants to work in your life. It's by faith. Amen? And you activate it by your faith. What? Believe it. And it's activated. And then you begin to see it in the natural world. Because faith is the arm the hand with which to reach up into the supernatural realm and bring it into the natural realm where you can see it. But until your eyes are open to the mysteries of faith, you really don't have the hand to do it. It's the mystery, understanding the mysteries and knowing what God has provided for you that teaches you you got the hand and you can reach up and you can take it. Second Peter, beginning from verse 1, God, uh, Peter speaking to us, chapter 1. He says, God has given us all things that pertain to life and God. Not going to give to us, he has already given to us. Everything that pertains to life, that's your car. Amen? That's your bill. That's life. That's your children's education. That's your retirement. That's the God we serve. He wants to take care of everything that concerns you with regards to living life on this earth. God wants to be God over what's happening in your life for your good and for his name's sake. Life and godliness, that's living, the, living out the righteousness is already given to you. God protects both of them. And he's giving us exceedingly great and precious promises that by these promises we might partake of his divine nature. You see, God wants us to be like gods on the earth. Amen. When you partake of his divine nature, what do you have? You got the nature of God, right? Is God broke? And when God says, man, you're asking too much. Uh, let me check my bank account, see if I have enough. 
It is never going to happen. God wants to take care of us. That's why he's a good God. But the thing is to get into knowing God's secrets. As he says in Deuteronomy 29 verse 29, the secret things belong to the Lord our God. But every time he, he brings you in, into his secret, your life is transformed. I think a clear physical example of that was when Moses stayed with God for 40 days in the mount. You remember that? When he came back, the, the, the Israelites were saying, please cover your face. We can't look into your face. There is this light over your face and it's blinding us. We, we Cover your face. We can't see you. Why? Because he was just right there talking to God, getting, getting into God's secret. He transformed Moses from just an ordinary man, and we talked about that in Genesis chapter 11, I believe verse 3. That man, then Moses, became very great in Egypt. They couldn't handle him. He was very great in Egypt. Amen. So we need to understand, first thing, God's secrets are meant to guide you through life. Once you get into God's secret, the secrets are to guide you so you don't take the wrong turn. And because of our nature as men, we want to do things the way we, with our own understanding. We're looking at these two roads. This road seems broad and smooth. So I want to take this. And God says, no, you don't want to go there. Go this way. But our mind says, oh, that road looks tacky. I need to go this way. God, let me tell you. See this road? Can you see God? This road is smooth, right? Why are you telling me to go this way? It seems like there's going to be danger on this path. But this really broad. God says, no, no, no. Stay here. This is where I want you to go. But we always will want to lean on our own understanding. But so we need to understand our need for guidance from God to get into his secret. That's where prayer comes in. Getting into the secret place to talk to God. I need to know. I need this. I need this. Uh, my wife and I were talking uh, maybe a few nights back. And that usually I wake up in the morning and uh, I'm going to prayer. And she prays at home. We've done that for a while now. And she was asking me, you're going to prayer? I said, Angela, you survival. <laughs> I got to go. It's not a spiritual thing for me. I've got to do it. It's survival for me. I've got to go. And many times when I'm praying, I hear things in my spirit. I hear a lot of things. And I'm beginning to realize when I hear those things, I need to do it immediately. And it works. Once it comes into my, it seems like I'm thinking, and it's just like this strange thought gets into my head. And then I'm wondering, where did this come from? And God's basically saying, I want you to do this. Immediately, I act on it. And I'm testing it. It works. Amen? It does work. Because I'm in a secret place. And something that I hadn't thought about for the last month, all of a sudden floats into my head. I know it's something going on here. Don't know exactly what he's doing. I just act on it. Doesn't make sense. Sometimes I'm arguing. I don't know if I want to do this. Okay, God, clarify he doesn't clarify anything. <laughs> he gives you one and that's it. And he's waiting for you to act by faith. Amen. Step out of the boat. He's not going to tell you. He's going to hold your weight. Don't worry about it. Just do it. No, he says step out. That's all you get. 
And if you ask more questions, all you get back is step out of the boat. That's all. No explanation. You got to do it by faith. Because it's a faith God. Everything has to be by faith. And the Bible tells us in Romans, if it's not of faith, it's sin. Anything that is not done out of faith, even if it's good, the way God sees it, defiled. It's got to be by faith. Only the things that we accomplish on this earth by faith is going to be rewarded when we get there. When it comes to giving, it's got to be by faith. If you just give it, you may not get anything back. Unless you know and apply faith. That this God, I do it because God says this and I've got to get it back. I'm going all over the place, but go back to my message. Understand your need for guidance. Proverbs 14 verse 12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man. But its end is the way of death. There is a way that seems right to a man. In, a man means every one of us. We are constantly dealing with that. Every time we're dealing. If you are a man, there's always a way. Whether it's your finances, whatever it is, it seems right to you. But it may not be the right way. Unless it's coming from God. What is God saying? You need to depend on me to guide you. Because you are a man. When it seems good to you, it may not be good. Trust me. Don't do it your own way. Understand that you need guidance from God. Let that go deep into your heart. I need God's guidance. Because I'm a man. And what seems right to me may not be right at all. You know, I was reading about these businessmen, two of them. One of them was very wealthy, but he depended mainly on and how, how, how he felt or a, some minister or prophet telling him things to do. And it's not wrong to listen to prophet. But the Bible didn't say as many as are led by prophets. Have you read that? It's as many, as many as are led by the Spirit of God. He depended on the prophet. He kept listening. If he, so this is a business deal, prophet says go ahead and do it. And he'll do it. And he was advised you need to stop doing that. He didn't listen. He went down. And then there was another man. He'll hear the guy give him, and he knows, boy, this sounds good. We'll make a lot of money. And he tells the guy, he looks, he sounds really good. But uh, give me one day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. I like what you have to present, but I need, I need give me some time. And they said, that particular man, this is a true story. He will always go back and say, God, what do you think about this? The best thing to do is put your heart in a neutral gear. It's hard to do when you're excited about something you want to do business-wise. Because all your mind is telling you this has got to be from God. But it may not be. Put your heart in a neutral gear and spend time with God. Do you know what's going to happen? If it's of God, you may not sleep very well because that thing keeps coming and more ideas keep pouring in in that same direction. And if it's not of God, with time... You just don't care about it anymore. You talk about it, you are not as, you are not as excited about it anymore. Because some will die away. That's how God leads his people. That's why the Bible tells us, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they, those, these are the sons of God. And the sons of God never fail. Amen? Just like Jesus, you can never fail. 
But you got to be led to be a son. Amen? You got to be led. We need that guidance. And if you really seek him, the spirit of God will guide you. Let's not make it too spiritual. You're not going to be hearing, Hey, David. Ooh, that was God. Who said that? And then you go out and say, God spoke to me. And everybody says, wow. <laughs> and they begin to look for that. Sometimes I get some crazy thoughts in my head about the way we behave. You know, we go to church and we hear somebody talking about how they were in the shower singing praises to God and yelling and all of a sudden, God appeared. And then what we're thinking is, boy, that's wonderful. I'm going back to my shower. Maybe God will appear. And you start singing until you sing. You're blowing the face and nothing is happening. And then you tell yourself, this doesn't work. I'll try something else. But God walks through you. He speaks to you from your thoughts. Sounds just like you. That's where his secret is. Once you understand, then you know how to get his secret. Because immediately you know this is not me. This is from him. That's when I take a pen and I write. Amen? And I let the thoughts flow as I write as fast as I can. And then I read it later. I'm being very open with you, but that's how God does it. I can tell when he wants me to write it, and I can also tell when he's just giving me instruction. And I don't need to write it. But if something for the future, I write I can tell in my mind, I don't know how, but somehow I kind of know I need to write this down. And I tell him, yes, sir, give me some time. I get my pen. I don't act spiritual. Ooh, 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 no. I got to get the pen. What? (laughs) One of those O's and you miss him. God says, is he okay? Quietly get your pen. Don't get super spiritual. Amen? And just write quietly. It's always in the still, small voice. Remember that? Always in the still, small voice. Sounds like your voice. You can almost miss it. You know why? Because it's got to be by faith. It's got to be by faith. If it's real loud and, oh Lord, I know it's from heaven, right? God doesn't work that way. It's got to be real small. And you act on it, then you say, wow, that was really from heaven. But you got to act by faith. Amen? But you got to understand your need for spiritual guidance, for guidance in life. I need to have that. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't make those arithmetics in your head. How you're going to do this and all of that. Let him give them to you, the strategies. And they'll come to you if you wait. Those who wait on the Lord will what? They'll renew their strength, right? We're not talking about this kind of strength, okay? We're talking about wisdom from heaven. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. And then you will mount up. So you wait. And let God guide you. Don't lean on your own understanding. 
Why? Because it makes sense to me. It doesn't mean that it's going to be well for your future. You got to trust in God. I found out that many times when God tells you to do something, it doesn't make sense. And in, in other cases, you feel like, man, I'm going to be embarrassed. This is not going to work. And then you keep asking, what if that's God? When it makes sense to you and it's easy to go, you need to pull yourself back and say, God, are you in this? Because the, the devil is transforming himself to be an angel of light. So we have to know that we need God's guidance. We need to spend time with him. Find out. He says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways, God, I'm going to be going this way. You're planning, but you know, this is, God, you're a part of it. I'm living for you. And let's not get spiritual. Acknowledge him, especially if it's a way that's going to change your life. I've read about Christians that were in a church. And a good deal came out of town. More money. Better benefits. They didn't even talk to God about it. They just left. Pulled their families and left. To a place where there is no strong church that will help them with their family. And by the time it's all over, divorced, broke, all kinds of problems. I read a lot of that from Kenneth Hagin's books, and I've listened to other ministers say this. This happens to people a lot, and I'm wondering, why do they do this? Just for a few hundred dollars, you destroy your family, moving to a place just to get a little bit of money. He takes you out of everything that should have brought blessings to you, but it looks good. Don't lean on your own understanding. Trust in God. The thing is to trust in him. Trust in his guidance. Follow his word. When you honor God, he honor you. God said that. Those who honor me are honored. So we need to really trust him. Don't lean on your understanding. He says, acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. He will direct your path. In other words, he'll, he leads you in the path of righteousness. How? For his name's sake. Well, let him lead you. And you know, righteousness has fruit. You can read that. Second Corinthians chapter 9. He will increase the fruit of your righteousness. Righteousness actually brings you fruit. And these are incorruptible fruit. They'll last forever. They'll go down to your children. I'm so big on that. Not because I have children. I've always been in my mind for my children. How God's going to bless them. I don't bother about what they're doing. I just know they're, they're blessed. And you're so blessed too. God calls them holy. First Corinthians chapter 7. Read it. God says your children are holy. And he didn't want to hear your opinion about it. He just says because you are a believer, your children are holy to him. So whether you think they are bad kids, that's your problem. God says they are holy. And he doesn't want to hear your opinion. They are holy to him. And when God calls something holy, you better call it holy. And if you say it's not, you're a liar. Because let God be true and every man a liar. That's what the scripture says. So we must 
Let God guide us. We have to have that need. Second thing is desire God's leading. You have to desire God's leading. Proverbs 10.24 says, The fear of the wicked will come upon him, and the desire of the righteous will be granted. God always works through your desire. Even spiritual gifts. God said in Second Corinthians, I mean First Corinthians, He says, "Desire the best gifts, because if you don't desire the gifts, they will not be given to you. What you don't desire, you don't deserve. You have to desire God to guide you in life. If you desire that, that desire is going to be granted. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness." For they shall be filled. You got to desire God's righteousness. I mean, uh, God's guidance in your life. You have to ask for it. You desire it and ask for it. God, show me the way to go. That's what Solomon did, right? He says, God, I don't know my right from my left. I don't know how to go out. I don't know how to come in. If you look at it from the natural that's not true, Solomon. You go out and come in all the time. What are you talking about? But he's talking, I need wisdom. I need to get into the secrets of life. How to survive. How to be successful in life. I need you, God, to teach me. I don't know these things. That was his desire. Did he get his heart's desire? God gave it to him that night. You can if you desire it. And Paul says, desire the best gift. If you want to desire to heal... For God to use you to heal the sick, have that desire. And guess what? God will give you the desires of your heart. The desires of a righteous man shall be granted. Are you righteous? He gave you his righteousness. You just don't have any desire. That's the problem. The desires of a righteous man shall be granted. If you desire God to guide you through life, he'll guide you. If you talk to him, you don't have to hear any big sound coming. Once you commit it to him, God is able to keep whatever you commit to him until that day. Once you've spoken to him, step out, just like Abraham did. God says, come to the land that I'll show you. God wasn't walking in front of Abraham. Come on, Abraham. You're walking too slow now. No, Abraham left because God called him. And everywhere he went, God was guiding him. You have to desire it. You know, in Exodus, I'm going to show you something. Exodus chapter 33, verse 13 through 15, it says, Now therefore I pray, this is Moses speaking, if I have found grace in your sight, Moses said to the Lord, show me your way. What was he asking for? He wants God's way. Your way? Remember what Jesus said? I am the way, the truth, and the life. In other words, show me Jesus. That's the way. If God shows you his way, you'll become great. No doubt about it. That's God guiding you. He said to God, if I have found grace since... I am now part of the kingdom of God. I'm in a part of the kingdom of God here tonight. You are a part. You found grace in his sight. 
Moses was already accepted with God. And Moses' heart, I knew that thing was bubbling inside of him, just burning. And he had this opportunity. Notice he wasn't asking for anything financial, nothing. He said, just show me your way. Amen? I need to know your way. And God always refers to his way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And God said of uh, Abraham, you can read in Genesis, I believe chapter 18, God was saying, Abraham, he'll teach his children to follow after my way. You remember that? God has a way. His way, you find his secret, then you can walk, walk in his ways. He said to God, show me your way. That I may know, that I may know you, and that I may find grace in your sight. Now, if I found grace, he already found grace, right? But he wants to find more. Because you show me your way, then I know you. Know what that is? Jesus is the way. You know him, you know the way, you know Jesus, you know God. And he said, and consider that this nation is your people. And we're talking about the church. And he said, God said to him, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. <laughs> I like that word, Amen. When you go in God's, when you ask for God's way, God gives you his presence. Amen? Every time you ask for spiritual secret from God, he goes with you then. God says, my presence will go with you. And guess what you will get after that? Shalom. Rest in every area of life when you go through his way. And I'll give you rest. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. When God says, my presence will go with you, you can see how Moses responded. Moses said to God, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. In other words, if you are not going to guide us, we're not going anywhere. We're staying here. Do we have that kind of attitude? Towards God. If you're not going to lead us and guide us, we're not going anywhere. For most of us, including myself, we run, run it like going through the drive-thru in McDonald's. Give it to me now or I'll go to the next restaurant. Give it real fast. And we don't want to wait this drive-thru. And if we have to sit for a few minutes, <laughs> Who said amen? Oh, God. <laughs> For a few minutes. And if it's five minutes, boy, you're mad at them. <laughs> Is this a drive through or what? <laughs> What's going on? We can't do that with God. We have to rest and not go anywhere. But notice, Moses asked for his, asked for his way, right? Guidance. Psalm 103, verse 7. Teresa, can you give me that, please? Psalm 103 is the psalm of David, but this goes, Bless the Lord, O my soul. I mean, you remember that? And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Don't forget all, all of his benefits. He forgives all your iniquities and all of that. And then he started talking about Moses. He says, verse 7, he made known his ways to Moses. Did you get that? 
is asked to the children of Israel. Why? Moses asked for it, didn't he? We read in Exodus, Moses asked to know his way. He desired it, and God gave it to him. And the children of Israel, all they saw about God was God's acts. But his ways, Moses had that, and that was the difference. You can read in Exodus chapter 11, I believe Exodus 11, probably from verse 3. It says, God gave them favor. Exodus 11, verse 3. I'm trying here. God gave them favor. But it says, and the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, more than just the people, including Moses, moreover, the man Moses was great. No, very great. Why? God, he knew God's ways. That's the difference. God made his ways known to Moses and the children of Israel. All they saw was his acts. I don't want to just see his acts. I want to know his ways. Because out of his ways, that's where the miracles come out. I've got to know his ways. You can't lean on our own understanding. Many times we got all these ideas. We have all these things in our head and all of those things. And we're running. And we're running in the flesh. The flesh profits nothing. It's only the spirit that gives life. If you rely on your wisdom and your understanding, education, whatever, and that's what you think is going to make you, you will fail. As a Christian, God doesn't like that. He wants you to trust him. So no matter what I'm doing, I've got to trust God. No matter what understanding I've got in the natural, I want it to be from his heart. I've got to be led by him. Not by everything that I'm hearing. I've got to get, because we're all different. God leads everyone differently. The way he dealt with Isaiah was different from the way he dealt with Ezekiel. Everyone is different. You just need to find where he wants you to go. And take that way. Amen? And it comes through divine guidance. Through getting into his secret. And you will make it. And if you follow through, you obtain his guidance, you will be great. Moses was great. Not because he became Pharaoh. He was greater than Pharaoh. The servants of Pharaoh, they honored him more than they honored Pharaoh. Because God made him that. God actually said to Moses, now I have made you a God over Pharaoh. And when you talk to him, talk through your prophet. He doesn't deserve to hear a word from your mouth. Amen. Talk to him through Aaron. So Moses goes and Aaron is standing there. And Moses looks to Aaron, tell him what I'm going to do to his kingdom. (laughs) Amen. That's the God we serve. But we need to understand this. Jesus is the same yesterday Today, he, and forever, he hasn't changed. We're just not stepping out of the boat. We're just not stepping out of the boat. But the Ark Fellowship is going to step out of the boat. Amen? I've had a lot of dreams in my head lately. They're big because I, know, I knew about it all along. I just needed to wait for the time. Because there's always a time. There's always a season. Amen? If you run ahead before the season, you will fall flat on your face. I, I know what God has spoken to me. 
and I can be patient and rest and do what I'm doing right now and do it well. Don't, I know that, but I'm not going there yet until the time. Once that season comes, then that time has come. And then it's time to move. And I believe there's a new season coming to the Ark Fellowship. And I really need you to get ready. Put, put on your seat belt, amen. Strap yourself real good so you don't get left behind. Because we're going. God's going to do a great thing with our church. I can feel it in my spirit. But my prayer is every family blessed. Amen? Every family doing well. Problems will come, but God will knock them out of your life even before you get to know too much about it. That's the way it's going to be. It's the, the tide looks like heaven and the earth. That's what I believe. There's a scripture that uh, I was meditating on this, uh, this afternoon uh, where the Bible talks about God uh, giving, them, giving to a particular individual gold uh, like dust. It's just gold, but it's just like dust. God's going to do that. Amen? So we need God's guidance. We need that. There's a story, and I'm going to close with this. You know how pastors close, right? Keep going that way again. <laughs> If you read in Genesis chapter 26, you will see, I guess I just go ahead and read it. It says there was a famine, one through three. It says there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. So there was a big famine during the time of Abraham and Abraham went into Egypt. That was where Abraham uh, wrote the the famine. And when he came out of Egypt, he became blessed at Genesis chapter 12. By the time we got to Genesis 13, Abraham was very rich. Amen? The man Abraham was very rich, the Bible says. But now it was, Abraham was gone, and there was another famine. And um, just like the one that occurred during the time of Abraham, and Isaac uh, went to Abimelech, king of uh, the Philistines in Gerar, then it says, then the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. You know what, I, I, what Isaac was thinking? Wow, famine again. That's how my father got rich. He went to Egypt. I'm going to Egypt. And God, God doesn't work that way. You have to be led by him, amen? Don't lean on your own understanding. He wanted to go to Egypt because his father went to Egypt, right? God said, no, don't do that. It says, then the Lord appeared to him, knowing fully where this guy is going to go to Egypt. I mean, you know, we need divine guidance. God has to guide us as his servants. We, we need his guidance. The Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. And then God told him, dwell in this land where there is famine. Don't lean on your understanding. Don't go to the next town. Live right here in this town. Dwell in this land. And I will be with you and bless you. Let's go to verse 12. The same chapter. Then Isaac sowed in that land where there was famine. And reaped in the same year that they had famine. A hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Verse 13 is very important. 
the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Not prosperous, but very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks, that's one kind of business, and possession of herds, that's another set of business, and a great number of servants. He had a lot of employees. Amen. So the Philistines envied him. Amen. He became the envy because he listened to divine guidance. He stayed in the land. Which didn't make sense, but he did. He stayed. And God blessed him. Now, if you read this scripture, that's what we're talking about. The greatest inheritance that you can leave for your children is your walk with God. Sometimes I used to wonder, God, the, the man Isaac began to prosper. I thought his father was so rich, right? What happened? Probably God says, I'm going to work with you just like I work with you. I'll take you from the bottom and I'll bring you right up. Isaac was rich. Guess what God did to Jacob? He had to get his own riches, right? But was it okay when it was all over? Oh, yes, it was. That's how God is going to deal with every one of you here tonight. Amen? He's going to bless you because you are his servant. He starts with wherever you are right now. Amen? Wherever you are right now. It's never too late with God. He's going to be there with his presence in your life because he's going with you. But he'll bless you. Amen? Always uh, seek divine guidance with the Lord. David did that. You can learn everywhere David. Before he fought any battle, he'll ask God, you want, should I go? Are you going to give them to me? And sometimes God will tell him, don't go this way, go the other way. And when you hear this, this is what I'm going to do. That's the way we should do it. Amen? Stand up with me tonight. Let's lift our hands up to our Lord tonight. You know why we do this? When we lift our hands up, we're saying, God, I surrender. Can you mean that? Tell him, God, I'm surrendering to you totally. I don't have everything that it takes. That's, that's the humility Solomon had that brought all the blessings into his life. He was a man. He was the king. But he was telling God, I don't even know how to go out. I don't even know how to come in. I need your help. I'm not leaning on my understanding. Yes, I know I'm the king, but I can't really govern these people. I need you. I need you, God. Help me. And God came in one day. And that day, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Tonight, God's going to drop something in your spirit that's going to change your life. And once God drops it into your spirit, God will never take it back because the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. So we're going to pray tonight. And he says, if you seek, you will find. So let's talk to him. God, we thank you. Tell him what you want to, from him. Tell him to give you that spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding. You want them enlightened so you know the hope of your calling. You want to know that power of God. You as an inheritance to, to the Lord himself. You belong to God. You are God's inheritance. 
you are God's own inheritance. And God will protect his own inheritance. God will polish his own inheritance. God will bless his own inheritance. And that's who you are. Father, I bless your people tonight. They will be great according to your word, according to the, the blessing of Abraham that you have given every seed of Abraham blessed. And they are going to be blessing, a blessing to the world. And I want to thank you for everyone that's heard my voice tonight as we, we delve into your, to your word, into the scriptures, that we cannot be ordinary because we are born of the Spirit. We are born of the Holy Spirit. We are not of the flesh, but of the Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray that even tonight as your servants go to sleep, that you will give them visions of heaven, that you will give them visions of greatness, just like you did with Joseph, things, dreams that will come to pass in the future. Lord, I come against discouragement in Jesus' name. If anyone is discouraged tonight, if anyone is feeling down tonight, I rebuke that thing in the name of Jesus and I ask God that you will give them a dream, something that will lift them up, a vision that will be fulfilled in his time. Thank you, Father. Your children, every one of them blessed. No curses upon anyone tonight. Everyone is blessed tonight in Jesus' name. Everyone is going somewhere. To the land of greatness. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Tell the Lord that's your faith. When you tell him thank you, means you believe it. You believe it. Thank him. Thank him tonight for what he has dropped into your spirit tonight. Say to yourself and say, my life will never be the same. My life will never be the same. Something good is coming my way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Do not entertain fear. Amen. Never entertain fear. Don't allow it. Turn your mind away from it. Remember the scriptures. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. You know why God says that? Because he knows that's the, the, the road, the route that the enemy uses to get to you. And it will bring situations in your life that will cause you to fear. But God says, don't go that way. Stay in the path of faith. And God will see you through. No matter what it is, God's in your life. And he's working everything for your good. For his name's sake. Amen? For his name's sake. God bless you. We're dismissed.